0: Hi everyone, welcome to Novels at Nine Book Club, I'm Amy and I'm Emily, together we are your bookworm besties. Every month we discuss a new book from our club and we can't wait to chat about it in our podcast.
1: If you're a fellow bookworm or just want to read more you can join us at novelsatnine.com.
0: We're all about the joy of reading and we'd love to have you along for the ride your first 30 days are free when you join
1: us and we do a private podcast for the club weekly discussing the book
0: so grab your coffee or tea kick back and let's talk books at novels at nine
1: welcome to novels at nine podcast this is episode number two are we on episode number two now, Amy? for the public one we are on episode number two yes and we have Kate Frost with us this, this month. We have been reading her book, An Italian Dream, and Kate has kindly come on the podcast for us. So hi,
0: Kate.
2: Hello. Nice to meet you both. Thank
0: Same to you. Thanks, for, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. Is
2: there a delight? Oh, it's my pleasure
0: slight delay
1: um so Kate right we just thought as well um before we, we you came on here we were just thinking what do we want to ask you and I have been on your Facebook page so I've read a couple of your books before so I've seen a couple of things that you posted and I think for me the main thing that I'm interested in is when did you go from an author that you were self-published to a published author now with Boldwood aren't you with the publishers
2: yes yeah um it was well I would yes I was self published. Um, And it took years and years to sort of start doing reasonably well. And um, my romantic escape series of books, um, I think it was in 2020, it was, because it coincided with um, lockdown and people at home reading and sort of writing escapist fiction. Um, So everything sort of took off then. And it was actually Boldwood who... Um sort of see my books floating in amongst um, their own books on sort of uh, Kindle bestseller lists. And so they approached me, wanting me to write sort of similar type of books, but for them. So.
1: Oh, wow. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I bet as an author, I suppose that's really the defining moment, isn't it? Really, when you become published.
2: Yeah, well, I was, I mean, it was a decision that I made and I was happy to self-publish, but it was hard work and, but I had success at it and I still got those self-published books. So I kind of feel like I've got the best of both at the moment. Yeah. Um, It's sort of, yeah, I I like that sort of having those self-published books and may well self-publish again in the future, but Boldwood are amazing and doing so well and my books are done brilliantly with them. So it's, it's been really good.
1: So, uh, when was your first book?
2: Uh, the first book it? out was in 2013. So okay. Yeah, but that, that had taken, I started writing it way back in 2004, 2005. Oh, wow. So, it was a good 10 years from starting it to publishing it. Um, and um,
1: that, with that book as well, was it always that you um, wanted to be an author or was it something that you fell into?
2: no i i 've always wanted to be an author i had um, I had open heart surgery for a hole in my heart when I was seven oh. and um I was off school for months afterwards and I had a home tutor and I remember the two things that she taught me i mean she obviously taught me a lot more than just two things, but the things that I remember are um how about dinosaurs and how to write stories and from that moment, I was hooked on writing and stories and knew I wanted to one day be an author so
1: oh wow that's amazing and now you've achieved that goal and I love your work I love your books I've read a couple of your books now I actually found you from Kindle Unlimited because me and Amy both started our own little book club last year just to get ourselves into reading we both got a Kindle and that's how I first found you yeah. Um, and then now we've got novels at nine, where we have other people in the book club, and we do a um, podcast each week. And we've just finished our first month, so today we're going to record our last section of your book, "An Italian Dream," which yeah. I've
0: loved. Have you loved it, Amy? I've loved it. Yeah, I've loved it. I've. I'm, it just you know when me and Emily first started doing the our own little book club, we didn't wasn't we really doing many novels. It was more like sort of self development books. But it's been refreshing, escapism. Uh, my mum's part of the book club. She absolutely, loves sort of escapes books, and she's loving it. They're the Italian Dream, um, and it just makes you feel oh. it's, it's the positive books. Um, you know, lots of people resonate with the characters and stuff like that. So, yeah, we've all loved it. So, we're looking forward to doing the, the final podcast. So, it's a great book. So, you've, 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 you've I've got a couple of questions about the um, the type of books that you have. So, was your fir- your first book was two thousand and thirteen? Um, and then mm-hmm. are they all like based you know sort of abroad because I know that you've got is it a Greek
2: book as well uh, yeah most of them most of them are set abroad actually um not my, I think my ideas tend to come from places I always yeah. sort of have done so like the, my very first book was a combination of it's set in uh, Norfolk which I know well because that's where half my family's from and Greece, which is my my husband's Greek. And so we visit his family in Greece as often as we can. So it was definitely inspired by those two places. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, and again, it's that, I think, falling into writing... I never intended to write romances and these type of books. I sort of somehow sort of fallen into writing it. And um, I like writing about the characters and not just the romances, but that sort of friendship and family... And those sort of interactions between between the characters. So, and it just sort of makes sense to set them, you know, in escapist places yeah. that um, people love and would want to go to. So,
0: yeah, me and Emily keep saying that we want to go to Capri. It sounds amazing. It's never really been on my list, but um, when we first started reading, I thought, oh, this is amazing. It just sounds stunning, very luxury. Um, so yeah, it's been a real refreshing sort of read. When you say that you've you've um, yeah. You've always wanted her being over from seven years old. What you know, was you academic at school? Did you read a lot at school? Because I've got an eight year old, um, and the book club is really having a great effect on her because she sees me reading, um, and she wants to read more. And Emily was just saying to me, she's taken her children to the library this morning. They've all, you know, each got books um, to read, and um, it's having a great effect on them as, as well. So, was you always into reading? Did you always love reading?
2: Yeah. And again, I was really lucky, fortunate in having parents who loved books and who read to me and encouraged me to read, which I think makes a huge difference. I mean, I'm the same. I've got a nine year old who, yeah, is I mean, although he's actually dyslexic, so he finds it quite hard to read, but he loves books and stories and he know, you know, my job, I'm... I'm a full-time author. That's what I do. So he knows every day I'm writing. And in fact, I've written, I've got a children's trilogy as well for nine to 12 year olds. So I've read that to him. We've read it together, which has been just amazing. And um, I remember I, I listened to the first, your first two podcasts and heard that about the fact that you two doing this book club and reading books is inspiring your own kids, which is just amazing. And I also, um, I co-run a book festival in Bristol for children. Um, and that's our whole aim is to get children to read and write and be creative and immerse them in books. So, yeah, so what you're doing is fabulous because it does start from that young age and, and parents influencing the kids. So...
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The children's trilogy sounds amazing because um, if tell me about, more about that. What what where can I get it? What's it called?
2: <laughs> um, it's called Time Shifters. Um it's a time travel adventure. Um so it's completely different to um my yeah, romantic escape type novels and it's actually more along the lines of what I intended to write when I set out writing. Um, so it's yeah it's adventure and um, time travel and yeah kids having great fun and going all through through time so but yeah it's available you know can order it from bookshops and available on Amazon in fact my cover designer that's a self-published book and my cover cover designer is redoing the covers at the moment so uh, which is exciting I've just seen the first uh, first draft of it and it looks amazing
0: oh wow I'm definitely going to get that for Lily I think then Absolutely, I'm thinking of saying thing. then Maggie can re-watch this, and I'll say, look, we did a podcast with the author, she goes, go, what, no way, mum! Yeah.
1: <laughs> and thank you so much as well, Kate, for um, donating the book, we're going to give that away on this podcast, actually, the one that we're going to record after this, and yeah. true winner, um, so you really helped us make the first month, really, of the book club successful and coming oh, on the book path. yeah no it's been really exciting and um the main things i love about your books is it really transports you to the places you're very descriptive in that mm-hmm. and also the characters within this book i think my favorite characters probably would be fern we felt very mm-hmm. sorry for fern poor fern um and also i quite like the edith and the mateo characters as well um and you're very descriptive yeah with the places and the characters you really you know they're very believable and you really want to um yeah you really identify with those characters so I think for this book my favorite one actually from you so far is probably um an an island in the sun yeah cultural one
2: yes yeah Madeira
1: yeah I love that one um that was really great I said to Amy she's got to read that after this Mm -hmm. one Um, Because we're actually, next month, we're on to an autobiography. We're going to read Matthew McConaughey. Yes,
2: I heard, yes, I haven't finished listening to the whole of your last podcast, but I heard that was the one that you were
1: yeah
2: for next.
1: We're going to go on an autobiography. We're going to see, really, what kind of... what kind of things that people really like reading because I've really mm. got into novels recently and I never had before I was always a self-development person like reading them kind of books um but now I'm on like book number seven out of um I'm planning to read 30 this year so okay. I've to right into reading so this has been a great thing for me and it's definitely passed down to the kids as well yeah
0: just quickly as well talking about the publishing thing I don't know it much about being an author or what it takes to be published or what it means to be published. Can you just delve a little bit into that for us?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it's been my dream for so long. Um, It's yeah. I mean, it's just, I think I've always, even from a a young age, I was always, I don't know whether you call it daydreaming, but I was always off thinking about other things or making up stories in my head um, and I did actually for a long time, I wanted to act and be an actress and I did drama at university, but I've kind of found that this is sort of the best. It's sort of almost takes a bit of that sort of acting and playing a character. Um, it's just, you sort of do it with all the characters within the book and you don't have to put yourself out there on, on stage or on screen or anything like that. So it's, um, less scary in that sense. um, But yeah, it's just been—I mean, it's been my dream, dream job—and I just feel so grateful that I actually get to do this for a living and 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 write every day, which is is just wonderful. So you write every day. Had a vision. Well, I am at the moment. I mean, it's either writing or editing or working on structural edits. But yeah, I mean, it's this, well, I I write as in every day, as in when my son's at school. So that is my writing time or editing time or all the millions of other things you've got to do, marketing and, you know, emails and all the other bits and bobs that go with it. Yeah, wow.
1: We were just saying actually how it must be actually quite a hard job to be an author because it's not just the writing is it you've then got to you know marketing I suppose like things like this today is like helping going forward and it's a lot of time and effort isn't it
2: yeah and I think I've I mean it's different I mean the self I mean I gave my when I was self-publishing I gave myself deadlines because it was just made sense to have deadlines and but I could always change them because obviously it was my own my own deadlines so it has been different um with a publisher and although they were my own I was sort of able to give my own Deadlines, but it was it was difficult to know how long would be needed. And each book is because I write standalone novels, so it's different places, different characters, different story, different themes with each book. And you know, some have been, I guess, easier than others, and it's not always the ones that I expected. Um, So um, yeah, so it's sort of at the moment I'm writing one at the moment where my deadline is the 22nd of March, and I'm really. I think I said to you, Emily, on when yeah. we message each other, I'm really behind. I'm trying not to panic about that. And um yeah, so it's like it's it's that one of those things. It's still a job and yeah. the book will be out there and be read by people. So there's that pressure of, well, this has to be as good as I can possibly make it. So there's sort of yeah. that stress and and worry, particularly with limited time. So
1: yeah, I yeah. understand that. So I did. I self published a um, self development book, and I felt the exact same. I was so nervous about it because I'm not a writer, but I really wanted to get this out in a book format because I'd only really been teaching it just on, you know, my group and online, and I felt like it needed to be put into a book. So it wasn't even a particularly long book, but I felt so stressed about the fact that this is going to be there forever. Yeah, <laughs> and this in some way is part of my legacy. Like where even when I'm gone. Someone may pick up this book and I just yeah. want it to be good enough. So I understand that pressure of, you know, worrying about this is something that's permanent.
2: Yeah. And it's like I was saying about, it's almost a similar thing to acting. Okay. You're not putting yourself physically on a stage and, and people watching you, but people read your work and <laughs> leave reviews. And those reviews, you know, as as much as you have yeah. some amazing reviews, there's always, always the negative ones, which is absolutely fine. And, and part of it but um but yeah it's 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 they're difficult to read and you know even if you've got a hundred good ones and just one bad one it will be the bad one that will stick with you so
1: is that difficult to deal with then having negative reviews
2: well I I mean it's it's absolutely fine negative reviews are fine because they're part of it and um I think it's just sometimes I think every author will say this is it's the ones that aren't constructive it's the ones that are just mean or right. um you're sort of attacking the author as such so uh, it goes hand in hand you've got to you've sort of have you've got to have tough skin really and you develop that <laughs> the more but you write, <laughs> I guess so kind of get used to it yeah
0: 100 like so like anything I suppose you know when you put yourself out there and you put yourself in a yeah. in a position that's not comfortable you know um out, you know then that will happen it's you know I'm sure that plenty of people feel the same way um, through online businesses and on social media, that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um, just a quick one about the um, the uh, actors and stuff. Would you like your books turned into an, an act? <laughs> you know, into sort of a a film
2: or series. Oh, that would be. I mean, that's a that's another dream. I mean, that would be amazing if it happened. I think I think every author has got that dream of of having their work picked up and, and turned into something. So, so yeah, one day you never know.
1: Never know. What exactly. book would you um, want to, it to be
2: to be turned? Oh, I don't know. Up? I don't know actually. Um, and again, because they're all different. Um, I mean, actually, I think I think not any of the romantic escape type ones. I think time shifters would be, yeah, I think that's the one that I think I would love the most. Um, Yeah, just because of the sort of subject matter and the fact that it's for kids and it's adventure um, and great fun. Yeah. But I I wouldn't say no to any of them. (laughs) They would be amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we were thinking actually with your book we're reading at the moment, we always think with Mateo that he reminds us of Mateo from Benidorm just because (laughs) of the name.
2: Yeah and I I've I've heard you say that and I haven't seen Benadorm so I don't I even have I shouldn't look him up shouldn't I but um yeah
1: Well he he's in the program he's like a slimy um <laughs> barman, but you know he's always got like um a little white vest on and he's got yeah. muscles so he's very like slimy and greasy but although your Matteo in the book is like Yeah I was going to say he's slimy. not he's
0: not that no. so, yeah. <laughs> Um yeah that's more like Paul.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's the great thing about books, isn't it? And then once it gets made into a TV series, sometimes it can be a letdown for people. A lot of people say, don't they? They prefer the book over the TV series. And actually, recently, I wanted to read The Castaways, uh, author's Oh, yeah,
2: I've read that. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't seen the TV show yet.
1: No, neither have I. And I actually thought, you know what? I'm not going to watch the TV show. I'm going to read it. So I've just started that, actually. I'm going to read that first yeah. before I watch the TV programme. So I think Sheridan Smith was in that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I suppose sometimes people say, don't they, the book, but I think the book has a lot more detail and you can really immerse yourself within a book compared to a TV programme or a film.
2: Yeah, yeah they're completely different. I mean, they're different, aren't they? And, and I suppose that's where the, I suppose with Netflix and all Prime and all things like that, the fact that there's so many more sort of mini-series rather than films, I think that actually benefits books because you can, and probably for the castaways, the fact that it's been made into... Yes, it's it's a short series, isn't it? So um, this probably benefits the book and is able to stick closer to it than if it was all compacted into sort of a two-hour film.
1: Mm -hmm. Me and Amy have actually been watching um, The Chosen, which is about Jesus' life. So I suppose that's on a book, um,
0: which we've absolutely loved, to be fair, haven't we, Amy? We have, actually. Yeah, we were saying the other day about, you know, know, they all start from books, don't they? Um, I'd love to see Paul... On a screen, <laughs> and sort of Stella and what she really looks like. I mean, you must have an idea in your head, but it must be completely different to what I have in my head. You know what she really, really looks like and stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, I'd love to see a screenplay on on, on your book, hundred percent. So it's, it's nice. I still yeah, like no, I would. I'm absolutely Yeah, so I still really like watching watching TV programs. You know, especially you know especially ones that take you away into sort of a a beautiful destination that would be amazing
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: I think my biggest takeaway from
1: this book has been um I love the ending it was a really lovely ending although all your books have got lovely endings I love a book that ends yeah I read a novel the other day actually and it sort of ended with a lot of questions and I was like oh this is annoying me because I just want a nice happy ending that we can all tie up um I, I didn't really like Stella throughout the book. I didn't like her from the beginning, actually. But in the end, I suppose maybe she did redeem herself. Do you think she redeemed herself, Amy?
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Dis- I didn't completely dislike her because I did relate to her. Um, so, uh, like, a fair- she's obviously, she's got two children by two different fathers, um, which I have as well. I'm still with the current one though, so a little bit different. But it makes you feel like, okay, this is the norm, you know. I'm not that I, I, you know, I don't, I don't mind but it's not the norm, you know. And we're not with the families; isn't still together, but it makes you feel like, okay, yeah, this is great. And she's sort of a career woman, she's a go getter, a little bit like me. So I did sort of resonate with her the whole way through. Obviously, I didn't agree with what she did, uh, but Emily was like, mm. I don't like her. And I thought it's a mistake, <laughs> I wouldn't do it to my best friends, Um, but she did redeem herself, and I mean, with all that money 27 million, I mean, yeah, it's a great, great thing. And I've just, you know having all that money then you know you it's so nice to give uh, and she's done the right thing at the end and i think fern deserved it um it all came together really well because you know fern deserved a nicer life and by her taking it to free yeah. you know that's what's that's that was the outcome so it, it was lovely it was a lovely ending um you know i i did a yeah i thought it was i thought it was great great ending um, and I, I, I did, I, yeah. I thought it was, it was lovely that she, you know, purchased the villa, and I'm sure that she's um, going to go on to purchase her own sort of lot, lot more sort of investment properties, isn't she, Stella? So
2: yeah, it's all, it's all good, all good ending.
0: What was the main thing that you loved about this book,
1: Kate?
2: Um, I think. Well, I suppose from the point of view of writing it, it was that relationship between uh, Fern and Stella.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and it's it's really interesting how you take you two have sort of taken slightly different views on them, and I, and I think that's what I as the author thinks so great is the fact that it's one character that's just written on the page, but she feels real enough for you to sort of feel strongly about her and or dislike her, and um, and I think it's also those characters um, that aren't. I mean, it's. it's They're not. It's not the kind of books that are sort of like you know good and evil and things like that. So it's not as clear cut as that. But it's those characters that are flawed and, um, or maybe ones that are so unlike me that I find fascinating to write, Mm -hmm. Um, or characters who would do things that again, yeah, I would never. I mean, I've I've, this is again with um, with reviews that are so funny. I've had particularly in like reviews from um people living in the US who can feel so strongly about you know somebody like stella who behaves awfully um and it's the way they write the reviews as if it's it's you know <laughs> that's what the author would do and you just like <laughs> screaming but no but this is my imagination and I'm writing a a character this is not you know that's not my views it's not you know it's my it's the ability to think actually you can write about somebody who is completely unlike you um, and who would do things you know I would never do anything like that and I never have done Um, but that's what's so fun I think to write about so and also when you're writing I because I don't really have a clear plan of the book. I sort of know a rough premise and sort of the main characters and then I kind I mean I know there's gonna be a happy ending. So with romance it's it is clear cut in the fact that you've got that sort of story arc. But it amazes me as I get into it, sort of how the characters you kind of write something and go, Ooh, where did that come from? And it sort of it just sort of happens. So yeah, I think that's what's um I find, you know, the most sort of exciting and um, and the best bit of it.
1: Yeah, I I found Stella quite selfish, really, throughout the whole thing. That's what I kept saying to Amy is that I found, um, you know, even in the early part of the book, just some of her decision making, when she goes on the on the boat and she's like, mm. I have to get Fern to say yes to this, whatever way. And it's like, you're meant to be on holiday with your best friends and, you, yeah. you know, off you go on the boat. Obviously, it all works out in the end for Fern. Um, but, yeah, I found her quite selfish throughout the whole book. And Fern, I just felt sorry for Fern. She'd just been like, we well, all know people like that where they've just been, you know, run over all the time, not put themselves first. So it was so lovely how it ended up for Fern. Yeah. I was like, yes, I love this <laughs> That's what I can guarantee from your books is that you always know once you get to the end, you're going to be feeling good. Yeah. This restored. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. One is going to be happy. <laughs> I mean, that's also the thing of writing... So when I set out, started writing, and like my first books didn't fall neatly into a genre, um, and I realised, I mean, one to sort of make a living from it, I had to write books that would sell. So it kind of made sense to really write books that fell neatly into something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that sort of romance, sort of that sort of that overriding sort of love story. Um, so yeah, so it is that kind of thing that's like, yeah, that's a guaranteed happy ending it's just how they get to it and also books need you have to have conflict Uh so and to get that you often have to have characters who would do you know like Stella who is selfish who does things that you know you wouldn't do yourself but that's what brings the conflict and I guess the the story really because without her doing that it would there would be nothing would there you know it'd be a lovely place and a lovely holiday but nothing would happen so
1: yeah no 100% I think you mm. make very believable characters and it's very you know there's a couple of times me and Amy were like have you got to that bit yet um, <laughs> especially when we find out you know the big twist and turn and um, so I absolutely loved it I just want to ask you one more question I have on my mind is um, what is your favourite book that you've read because I'm definitely going to go and read it that you've written oh sorry that I've
2: written this. yeah that you've written sorry oh. oh okay this is quite a difficult one and um, I think I read. have different books one that I yeah. read, yeah. Again, I'm, <laughs> that's a difficult one because there is so many. It's hard to pinpoint one. Um, I think I probably have a couple of, of my own books that mean something for different reasons. I suppose the Butterfly Storm, which was my debut novel, okay. was the very first one I I read, I uh, read, I wrote, um, and also um, the Greek Hearts, which is um, uh, yeah. For some reason, that that's the that's the book that sort of changed everything for me. Um, that it was the one that took off. It was the one that got me noticed by Boldwoods. Um, and it had, it's got, the, the premise of it has got a real connection to me as well. Although the story has got nothing to do with me, the initial premise um, is, it's got a real connection. Um, but it was the book that that helped me to become a full-time author. So oh, well that's nice. probably my favourite for that reason.
1: I'm going to put that on my to-read list because I love that a lot of your book's are on Kindle Unlimited. That's what
2: I'm on, so that's really where I'm finding yeah, it. Yeah, and that one's on Kindle Unlimited as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'll definitely add that too. And then, I, what did Amy say? What was your question? Favourite book you've ever read?
2: Again, this is really difficult, and I don't think there's particularly one, and I and I like loads of different genres. So I think one book that's really stayed with me um, is The Year of Wonders, Um I'm really bad with names and remembering people. I think it's Geraldine Brooks. Um and it's a historical novel. Um, nothing like I write at all. Um and it's about um I think it's set in sixteen sixty five, um, and the year of the plague in a in a small village in up north somewhere. Um and it's just one of those books that just really captivated me. I read it years and years ago, but I, I loved it. But But very funny because
1: I've literally- read a novel um called the the old witch's tree or the witch's tree and that is set in the same sort of time yeah um, about a witch that's in, in down Devon actually um but there was a lot of stuff about the plague and I've been getting into older, older yeah. stories that I never thought I would actually like um but I really got into those kind of things recently
2: yeah no I think and I've also I think for me I'd love to write historical fiction it's just <laughs> that the daunting thing of all that research and yeah. um but I love reading. Them, all kinds of books like that so that's I think I, I tend way. to read things that I'm not writing I mean I read a lot of romances now for other authors as in I'm asked to read and for author friends but actually it's I, I tend to read I like reading things that I'm that I'm not writing something completely yeah. different yeah. yeah
1: otherwise you're doing the same thing yeah I was saying yeah. that to I was like, yeah. when you're reading a novel that's historically correct as well you're learning yeah. so much yeah, as yeah. the story um yeah absolutely love it I love getting yeah. this really I absolutely love this book, Kate. So, thank you so much for joining us. Thank up you. Oh, my pleasure.
2: Up. I'm so pleased that you chose it as your first um, book club book as well. It's lovely.
1: Yeah, thank no, had to. we probably will choose you again, I suppose, within the next <laughs> year because we've got so many that I want to catch up on. I've told Amy that she's got to catch up on, especially Island in the Sun. I absolutely love that one.
2: Yeah, yeah I, no, um, I, was, I enjoyed writing that, one. that. Was one of the ones that was um, that was an easy one to write, an easier one. Um, yeah, it just. Um, yeah I really enjoyed writing it again that was proper escapism and yeah it was right love Portugal
0: Amy yeah thank you so much okay thanks for coming on thank you for um writing the Italian dream everyone's enjoyed it I'm excited to jump on with Emily and just do our last podcast to talk about the final chapters um but yeah we really appreciate you coming on and um, having a chat with us today
2: Oh, it's been lovely. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Kate. Okay, if you want to come join
1: the book club, you can come and join us at com. It's free for 30 days. And after that, come and join us. And we do a podcast each week on
0: each book. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, guys.